Come on, I know y'all know this song. I come too far, come too far from where I Nobody told me that the road He's brought me this far Come on, open up your mouth and say, I don't, I don't feel no Come on, encourage this family. I come too far from where I started. Nobody told me that the I don't believe said I don't believe said I don't believe he didn't bring me this far he said he'll never leave me he said he'll never forsake me I don't Oh no, he brought me this far To leave me I shall wear a crown When it's all over Oh yes it is When it's all over I shall I'll see his face. Shall we? 
Raise the praise. I'm gonna put on my robe and tell the story. How I made it over. Oh, yeah. And I'm gonna tell the story. I made it over, yeah. How I made it over, oh, yeah. How I made it over, yeah. How I made it, made it over. Last time, soon as, oh, soon as, soon as Giving all honor to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 
an honor to our senior pastor of this edifice, Dr. Raymond Maurice Gordon, Sr. It is good to be in the house of the Lord once again. We are here to celebrate the homegoing of our own beloved sister and biblicist, Thomasina Patrice Ebron and the Ebron family. Our condolences, our heartfelt sorrow with you. I am Reverend Luther Jackson. I will be your, not only you, not eulogist, but I will be your direct officiator. It's hard to get that one out. Uh, today, we have come in the name that's above all names, and that is the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall confess one day that Jesus Christ is Lord. Let's give the Lord Jesus Christ a hand clap. Our pastor sends his love and his condolences, and he have a message for me to read to Sister Tony Ebram's family. Pastor says, Sister Tony Ebram was a wonderful woman who reflected a righteous character. She was a super saint who served to Lord Jesus Christ, her husband, and her church diligently. Sister Ebron was very intelligent and insightful with her engineering background. However, she stayed silent and served behind the scenes, carrying out her mission for our Lord. We will be forever thankful for her service. While we are sorry for the loss of such a magnificent member, we are glad to know that she is in glory with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And we will definitely see her again. Sister Ebron was loved and will be greatly missed by not only me and my wife Diane, but the whole church. It is our prayer that our Lord and Savior will bless all of you with comfort and strength as Sister Ebron rests in the glorious presence of our Lord. We love you, and we will continue to pray with you. Love always, Pastor Dr. Raymond M. Gordon. At this time, we will have a musical selection by our choir, Great is Thy Faithfulness.
Great is thy faithfulness. Yes, he is. Now we will have a prayer of comfort by our own Dr. Pastor James Bettner, Delaware Valley Baptist Church. Let us pray. Great is thy faithfulness. You have been our refuge and our strength. You have been a present help in times of trouble. We come this morning bowed before you, the faithful God, the God of all comfort. We come in this moment of sorrow and reflection, Lord God, to say first and foremost, thank you. Thank you for your presence even in the valley. Even as we go through, you are a present help. And for that, we give your name praise. We thank you for the life, legacy, and love of our sister, Tony Ebron. Thank you for the time her family and her friends had to be with her. Our lives were made better by her presence. But now we've come to this moment, Lord, where you have called her home out of our presence into your presence. And the loss is great, and we don't pretend that it's not. But God, you are the God of all comfort. You're able to comfort us in the midst of our greatest loss. And so I do pray for this dear family today, God, that you would wrap your loving arms around them, that you would give them beauty for ashes, that, God, they would be able to reflect on the years, the time, the days, the moments that they spent together with their loved one. That, God, they would be able to wipe away their tears, Lord God, and they would be able to see your mighty hand in the midst of it all. For you declared in your word that precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. And so, God, we know that it was a great day when you called Tony home. And so, God, help this family reflect on the fact that she is safely arrived at home. She is where she aimed to be. She lived her life to live with you. And so now, God, help us, those of us who remain. Give us strength, Lord God. Help us to get past our own feelings, our own sense of loss, and help us to celebrate the life that she now has, the eternal life, the unending life in the presence of the Lord. God, I pray you would wrap your arms around this husband, these children, the entire family, Lord God, that they would sense your presence. When everybody goes home, when they're alone, help them to know they're not to be lonely because you are there. You are with them. We love you today. We honor you. Thank you for the life that our sister lived. Thank you that you are faithful to your word. You delivered her soul from death and you have brought her safely home to your presence. And for that, we give you praise, glory, and honor this day. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you, Dr. Beckner. Now we will have 
reading of the Old Testament, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 through 8 by Dr. Juan Peterson, Angel Visit Baptist Church. Praise the Lord, church. Praise the Lord. I'll be reading to your hearing from Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. Amen? And it reads as follows. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to get and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to rent and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace. Thank you, Dr. Peterson. Now we will have Pastor Melvin Bryant read the New Testament, John 14, 1 through 6, from Gethsemane Church of Woodbury. To the Ebron family, praise the name of Jesus. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. 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 I will be reading John chapter 14, and this is what the Bible says. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go, ye know, and the way ye know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest. And how can we know the way? Church, this is the key. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man, no man, no man cometh to the Father but by me. Amen. 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 Let's give Lord Jesus Christ another hand clap. The Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever. Now we will have a musical selection by our choir, Revelation 19.1.
You can do better than that. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. This is a celebration of a home going. This is not a wake. This is a time to praise our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. For he is Lord of Lords. He is King of Kings. He is the potentate of paradise. He is worthy of all praises, worthy of all honor. Worthy of all adoration. Worthy of all thanksgiving. His name is Lord Jesus Christ. He is the Son of the living God. 
God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Come on, let's give him one more hand clap of praise. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this is the day that he has made. And we shall rejoice and be glad. At this time, we were going to have remarks from Allison Wood, Woods, Sam Suttler, Wilton Ebron, and Elder Ernie Armstead. If you would come in that order, it would be appreciated. Thank you. this celebration of life. Amen. When uh, Winnea texted me and told me that her mother had passed, um, don't get alarmed because she texted me. We had talked the day before extensively, and she told me what was going on, and we had had our moment then. All I could think about was the song, and then there's a line that says, if we never meet again this side of heaven, I'll meet you on that beautiful shore. And that's how I feel about Tony. I met Thomasina, Tony Yvonne, in 1988, almost 35 years to the day today. Mm. Uh, we both worked at IBM, and every year the company hosted a children's Christmas party. My family and I arrived in Philadelphia the Sunday after Thanksgiving, so we really didn't know anybody. But when I got to that party, you know, my radar was on looking for someone who looked like me, and I saw Tony. I made a beeline to Tony, because you know, you know, we had to kind of stick together. Well, back then, but even today. Um, and so here we are. Our children were young. We were young. And we spent so many years together doing so many different things. Parties, graduations, weddings. We celebrated every single part of life. Even some of the sad parts of life as well. Well, she was my friend. But as I look out today, I'm thinking... You know, since you're here, you must have been her friend, too. Tony's capacity for friendship is legendary. If you were your, her neighbor, she was your friend. Her co-worker, her cousin, her aunt, her great, if she were your great aunt, if she were your niece, your daughter-in-law, your mother-in-law, your sister-in-law, if she was your daughter, your granddaughter, and what a sister she was to Cheryl, Darcella, you know, Lynette. Uh, Earl, Rolel, and Daniel. I didn't know all of them that well, but I knew all of their names and I knew what they did, their accomplishments. I remember when Daniel and Tracy got married and how excited she was. Just the little things of life that we shared together. If she were your grandmother, she was your friend. And oh, if she were your mother, what a friend she was to Wilton and Winnea. Through all the ups and downs of raising children, Tony's love and her friendship for her children was steadfast. Now, only one person got to call her wife. And if you know Willie Ebron, you know that Tony was a friend to Willie Ebron. In the biggest sense of the word, she was his friend. When I called my sister to tell her that, you know, that Tony had passed away, she couldn't remember who she was. I said, well, you've got to remember who she was. I said, do you remember when Asia, my youngest daughter, at her baby shower, her husband, she could, didn't let me finish. She said, fried the best catfish I ever had. 
And so they were, they were that kind of team. But as much as she was a friend to everybody in this room, I have to tell you what a friend my friend was to Jesus. We always sing that song, what a friend we have in Jesus. But I'm telling you, Jesus got lucky because he had Tony for his friend. And she lived her life in a way that he knew that. So he wanted to call his friend home. So I think I'm a little jealous because now he gets to spend endless hours talking to Tony. Because if you know Tony, she could talk to you for endless hours. When she would call me, because I moved away, I've been in Texas now for almost another 20 years. We would, I'd see her name come up and I would say, okay, let me just get some tea. Let me just get on the couch. My husband would come up there. He'd go, are you still on the phone? Yes, I'm on the phone. <laughs> he said, who are you? He's mouthing. Who are you talking to? I said, I'm talking to Tony Ebron. He goes, oh, okay. And he would just exit stage left because it was going to be a while. But I love talking to Tony. I know each one of you, if you had that experience with her, you loved it. And I looked forward to those calls because what it would do, it would make me sit down and just be still and spend a little time with my friend. So before I'd like, I take my seat, I'd like to say this to Tony. Thank you for being my friend. We traveled down some roads and, you know, back again. Your heart was true. You were my pal and my confidant. And if they threw a party and invited everyone you knew, you would see one of the biggest gifts would be for me. And the card attached would say, thank you for being my friend. Thank you. Sam? Good morning to Joy. Good morning. To the pastor in the pulpit of this church. Just wanted to say a few things about my neighbor, Tony. It's something how God gives you uh, confirmation. Because, you know, when Willie asked me to say something, you know, sometimes when you, at that point, you, you really want to say something positive. And so when the, when the reading of the Old Testament, Ecclesiastes 3, that's what I wrestled with. And when I reflect on Ecclesiastes 3, and it says there's a time, there's a season, there's a purpose of heaven, a time to be born and a time to die. And when I reflect on Tony, it's the dash that's so important. When, 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 when I see the dash, I knew that she was faithful to one of the the top of God's commandments, love God with all thy heart and love thy neighbor as thyself. And so as I see that, and Tony, uh, uh, being a neighbor with her over 37 years and seeing her, I get in my car, and sometimes you don't have to say too much to a neighbor. The only time, time you just have to look, and they give you octane. They give you octane that you can travel another road in life. I'm a deacon at First African Baptist Church, and through all her encouragement over my journey, it's been a great pleasure to be with her. 
me and her would visit the neighbors for loved ones who had passed. And it was a group. It was me, Sharon, and um, uh, um, it was another neighbor, uh, uh, Shirley Boyd and, and the uh, Tony. And we would form like a little posse. All of them would have certain things to do. And on a certain day, we would call one another and say we would meet at a certain neighbor's house. And we would go there and read scripture and uh, prayer and go to church with them and encouragement. And what I'm about to do now is what Tony used to do. She used to write things about our neighbors and this reading that I'm going to read today is from my neighbor's Lamar's place. And if you're here, just stand up from the past and the present because the neighbors of Mars Place, um, we traveled and we knew um, um, Tony and we see each other each and every day in the snow and always shoveling one another's sidewalks and giving each other courage. But this is a reflection of Tony. It says, we the members of the 800 block of Mars Place wants the family to know that our hearts are filled as we gather to say goodbye to a valiant woman, Thomasina. Tony Embry. I'm up here is because it's the spirit of my neighborhood that gives me another journey to walk each and every day. Amen. Whereas Tony demonstrated a great faith in Jesus Christ and committed to her family and church, she was also an asset to her neighbors. Whereas we mourn Tony, we will miss someone who contributed greatly to the betterment of our community. Tony lived on the block for over 45 years of instrumental and effective changes. Tony was a community activist who would attend meetings, taking notes on vital changes in governmental policies concerning our livelihood. She would later disseminate this information to her neighbors. She, would very, she was very involved with environmental practice agency concerning issues with flooding in the area of the Eastwick and realization programs. Whereas Tony was a life, long life resident of the block, she often helped plan and participate in annual block parties where neighbors old and new would enjoy times together, networking, socializing, and meeting one another's families. Tony was a gentle spirit with a loving spirit, calmly voice, and a gentle interest in her fellow man. Her manner touched each and every one she met. Despite living with a physical discomfort, her spirit was upbeat and setting to a great example of love and acceptance. Tony passes, creates a deep void and sadness in the community. Therefore, we resolve that we will truly miss Thomasina Embry and will continue her untimely work in our community. We further resolve that we will share in the family's sorrows Recognize that God had accepted in this place a good and faithful steward who loved and greatly respected by the residents of the 8,000 block of Mars Place. And to God be the glory. Amen. 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 Thank you. And thank all of you that were standing. God bless you. Now we will hear from Wilton Ebron. Good morning, every or yeah. Good morning. So, I just want to thank everyone 
that has been here supporting my family, my dad, my sister, me. It has been a, a deep loss, but I'm thankful for the years that we had her. You know, I look back and I thought this day would have come much sooner. But thanks be to God that he allowed her to have a double lung transplant, which gave us six more years, almost seven. And even though uh, this is a big loss, um, she's left a legacy that my sister and I will have to carry on. And we'll have to teach that to my son, her daughter, and her, and her son. Um, and we just thank everyone that has come out today, um, you know, to celebrate. We thank, we thank St. Matthew's uh, uh, Dr. Dr. Gordon uh, for just allowing us to have the service. And uh, we also want to thank uh, the Choice uh, Funeral Chapel for, um, for doing the services um, this morning. And so um, I just want to leave you all with this, um, just some, some things that I jotted down about my mom. What I decided to do was to, um, to take her name and write adjectives that described her. Thoughtful, honest, outgoing, magnetic, approachable, supportive, encouraging, nurturing, and amazing. Mom, we love you. And we know that you're in heaven. And we can take comfort in knowing that one day we'll see you again. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. First giving honor to my Lord and Savior and to my pastor, Dr. Gordon, in his absence. Uh, I consider this an honor and a privilege to stand before you this morning to speak on behalf of Deaconess Tony Eburn. She served diligently until she could no longer serve. Even during her illness, she managed to do things that were not expected for her to do, but she did them anyway. But that was Tony. She didn't complain. She just went on and did what was needed to fully complete the task. Tony served as president of the Deaconess for well over 12 years, and she led with faith, confidence, boldness, and compassion. The Deaconess looked up to her because she was always in the serving mode and willing to help wherever she could. On numerous occasions, I would turn to her and just say, listen, we have a project coming up that requires assistance at the Deaconess that she usually had started before I even got to her. So that was just how she operated. Tony served in several ministries and, and not just on paper. She worked and put forth the effort. She was a great, she has left a great void that won't be easy to fill. However, in typical Tony Ebron fashion, she left a blueprint to follow as a guideline. To Willie and the Ebron family, we thank you for allowing us to work with and get to know Tony. She will be surely missed, and we're praying for you. Thank you, and God bless.
thank all of you for your kind words. Now we will have acknowledgments of cards and resolutions by Tony Johnson. Good morning, good morning. I will begin with the resolution of condolence submitted by St. Matthew's Baptist Church. There is peace in the Father's house. Be it resolved that our pastor, Reverend Dr. Raymond M. Gordon, the officers and the members of the St. Matthew's Baptist Church do hereby cause this resolution of condolence to be submitted unto Deacon Willie Ebron and family in observance of the homegoing of your dear beloved wife, Deaconess Tony Ebron, whose soul soared to glory on Sunday, the 12th day of November, in the year of our Lord, 2023. Be it further resolved, as Thomasina Tony Ebron has completed her earthly journey and her heavenly pilgrimage has now begun, we are left to cherish her memory together with her family will glory in her fulfillment of her being absent from the body and present with the Lord, as we do accept with humility and grace that perfect will of an almighty God. Whereas life is but a vapor, the soul is eternal and never dies, and when its earthly life is over, the mystery of it is past and gone as God shall reveal a new realm of life to that fleeting soul one of joy and peace with him. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed and raised incorruptible into immortality. 1 Corinthians 15, 51, 52b. Submitted in Christian love with sympathy and prayers, this 27th day of November in the year of our Lord, 2023, Reverend Dr. Raymond M. Gordon, Senior Pastor, Deacon Ernest Armstead, Chairman, Deacon's Ministry. And from the Discover Church, we have a church resolution of respect for Thomasina Tony Ebron. Just as a day dawns and then fades into night, so too a life began. And when it's time to take flight, but remember in God's garden of eternal day, the sun never sets and the flowers never fade away. In the infinite journey that is life, every soul has its time to shine and its time to rest. And in the divine wisdom of the Almighty, our beloved Thomasina Ebron has been called to eternal rest. Whereas in the providence of God, he has seen fit to move from our midst our beloved Tony Ebron, mother of Winnea Campbell and mother-in-law to Brian Campbell, the leaders and members of Discover Church in Ardmore, Pennsylvania, wish to express our deepest sympathy to the Campbell family during this time of loss. In this difficult time, we stand by you with love, prayers, and support. Be it resolved that we bow in acceptance to the divine will of our Heavenly Father even though our hearts are heavy with grief, let the family be reminded of these words of comfort 
In the quiet moments when the hurt is hard to bear, may love become your shelter and may the beauty of precious memories be your comfort. You are held in gentle thought and prayer. For every tear that falls, may there be a promise of solace. And for every shadow of grief, may there be the enduring light of cherished memories. Life is not ended, but merely changed, for Thomasina is now in the divine embrace of the Lord. And we have a resolution from True Light Fellowship Church. To the family of the late Thomasina Ebron, let your heart not be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. John 14, 1. The True Light Fellowship Church family wishes to express its deepest sympathy to Deaconess Cheryl Worthy and the Ebron family with the passing of your loved one. We know that God's grace through his word is able to sustain and comfort you during this time of bereavement. The word of God tells us to come to me, all that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. In your time of sorrow, please know that God is near and our prayers are for you and your family. May the Lord sustain and comfort you with his peace. In Christian love, Dr. Woosley Pennick, senior pastor and founder, and the True Light Fellowship Church family. And a resolution from Trinity African Methodist Episcopal Church. And resolution in loving memory of Thomas Cena Somerville Ebron. To the bereaved family and friends, we, the pastor, officers, and members of Trinity AME Church, Cinnamons in New Jersey, extend deepest condolences in the homegoing of your loved one, Thomas Cena. Somerville Ebron, affectionately called Tony, which occurred on Friday, November 12, 2023. We make the following resolutions. Whereas, Tony will be remembered as a Christian friend who loved the Lord and leaves cherished memories of serving the Lord, along with our pastor, many years at Glory Baptist Church in former days. We praise God for our testimony of knowing the Lord and having faith in him. Down through the years, her kind and caring ways have blessed us to be encouraged and reminded us of God's goodness in trying times. And whereas we have been blessed by Sister Ebron's vibrant faith in the Lord and her missionary heart to help others whenever the need arose, now therefore, bereaved family and friends, may the God of all comfort Minister to your grieving heart. May God continue to show you that he is very near. We pray your memories of her, of her will be a source of joy for you. Moreover, may the word of God comfort you and give you hope in Jesus. That hope says we shall see her again in the sweet by and by when we meet on that beautiful shore. Be it resolved 
We sincerely express our sympathy to your family and present to the family this resolution. Be it also resolved that a copy of this resolution shall be placed in the permanent records of Trinity African Methodist Episcopal Church, done by order of the church this 13th day of November in the year 2023. With heartfelt sympathy, Reverend Lily G. Battle, Sr., Pastor. And these are the cards that the family has selected to be, re- to be read at this time. Promises of God's comfort and hope. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. John 11, 25, 26. May God's hope-filled promises bring comfort to your soul and peace to your heart. With heartfelt sympathy and love, Pastor Gordon. Right now, when your loss is so fresh, it may be difficult for you to imagine that this pain will ever go away. But in time, the blessing of God's unfailing grace will soften the hurt that you're feeling and bring your heart the peace and comfort and hope that it needs to heal. Until then, please remember, there's a circle of friends and family surrounding you who are embracing you and lifting you up continually in prayer. Love the Kellen and Fagans family. Willie, on behalf of the Dickinson community, Please accept my heartfelt condolences for your loss. Tony was wonderful, and her commitment to the African American Alumni Association will be truly missed. Personally, I'll miss her presence and her incredibly thoughtful contributions to our community. I hope that you and your family find comfort in each other and her memory. We are worse off for her loss. In praise of her life, Stephanie Asper, Associate Director of Alumni Engagement. Thinking of you, dear Willie and family, I will miss Tony. We became friends at IBM in the early 1980s. Her warm demeanor, enthusiasm, and caring spirit made her very special to many people. Gail Davidson. Titus. And on a personal note, Tony has touched the lives of so many as evidenced by all who are in attendance this morning. Her legacy, her legacy of love will last over the span of time. Yes, your wife, your mother, your sister, your friend, your colleague. She was truly somebody special. And today, in order for all of us to keep Tony's legacy alive, let's strive to be more like Tony. God bless you all. Obituary 
by Sister Brenda Smith. Deaconess Smith, come right up. Good morning, church. My condolences to the entire Ebron family. You know, Tony certainly is going to be missed. She worked tirelessly with that sisterly spirit right up until the very end. But please know that you are surrounded by our love and our prayers, not just today, but in the days ahead. The obituary. Thomasina Patrice Ebron was born September 29th. 1953 to Henry Somerville and Gwendolyn Humphrey Somerville. Tony, as she was affectionately known, was raised by her grandparents, Thomas and Louise Humphrey, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. From childhood through early adulthood, Tony attended Faith Tabernacle Baptist Church, much more memorial, with her family. This is where she gave her life to Jesus and started serving him. She later attended Glory Baptist Church and most recently, St. Matthew's Baptist Church in Williamstown, New Jersey. Tony attended the Philadelphia public school system and graduated from Philadelphia High School for Girls, also known as Girls High. She went on to attend Dickinson College where she earned her bachelor's degree and later the Wharton School, where she earned her master's in management and finance. She was a lifelong learner, even outside of the school setting, and learned as much as she could about many topics. Tony began dating Willie Ebron shortly after he returned from the service. On March 9, 1974, Tony and Willie were joined in marriage, and from this union had two children, Wilson and Winnea. Together they raised their children in the southwest section of Philadelphia. They would have celebrated 50 years of marriage next year. Tony worked for over 30 years at IBM in various sales, services, and marketing roles. During her time at IBM, she also participated in numerous outreach organizations such as Philadelphia Cares and Junior Achievement. More recently, Tony served as a board member of Children Empowered by Love, an organization seeking to spread the message of love and encouragement for all children. She always believed in helping others and often had her children participating in community events. Throughout her Christian life, Tony served in the choir, Sunday school, Vacation Bible School, Youth Ministry, Children's Church, Women's Retreat, and Deaconess Ministries. She always sought to use her talents to serve the Lord. Tony wore many hats, wife, mother, daughter, granddaughter, sister, aunt, cousin, niece, and friend. No matter what hat she wore, it was worn selflessly encouraging others, and always putting others first. Tony persevered through many health challenges, and her life was a testament to the grace of God. She overcame colon cancer. Years later, a terminal lung disease required her to undergo a double lung transplant. 
The procedure blessed her with an additional six years of life, which allowed her to spend precious time with her family and friends. On Sunday, November 12, 2023, Tony peacefully transitioned to the open arms of her Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. She leaves to cherish her memory, her husband, Willie, of 49 years, her son, Wilton Ebron, wife, Cameron, her daughter, Winnea Campbell, wife, husband, Brian, three brothers, Earl Wright, wife, Judith, Daniel Somerville, wife, Tracy, and Rolel Jones, wife, Lisa, two sisters, Darcella Somerville and Cheryl Worthy. Two brothers-in-law, Henry Ebron and Lamont Ebron. Four sisters-in-law, Bernice Hextel, Iris Ebron, Ruth Price, and Barbara Smith. One uncle, Ruth Richard Easley. Five aunts, Orchid Peel, Florine Powell, Elizabeth Williams, Annie Logan, Thelma Jones, husband James, and Queen Hodges. Two grandsons, Wilton Ebron II, and Brenton Campbell, one granddaughter, Brene Campbell, two godsons, Paul Carter and Austin Steffens, and a host of nieces, nephews, cousins, and friends. Amen. Thank you, Dignity Smith. At this time, we will have a musical selection by our own Kim Spencer. Good morning. Family, I know I speak for the entire choir when I offer our sincere condolences on your loss today. Tony was wonderful. As you've all heard, she was a wonderful, wonderful soul, and she did so much with so many. And I know I've always read, I've often read, that people come into your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And those of us who are blessed enough to have had her for a lifetime, I know that you have so much to remember her by, and I hope that you keep that close. Amen? Amen. Because our God is sovereign, and he does what he wants to, when he wants to, and he saw fit to take our beautiful sister into his arms, and we are thankful this morning because we know exactly where she is. Amen? Amen. Our God is sovereign. I'm going to ask for a little prayer. I'm going to be selfish because I'm not feeling well, okay? Amen.
Discover Church in Artmore. I want to ask all visitors to stand uh, when he comes. Amen. Let's give the Lord. You may stand, Mark. Pastor, please come. Let's give the Lord a hand. Glory to God. Thank you. Man, I need to bring the leaders of our church here. We don't do this at my church. <laughs> So um, just want to, uh, number one, give uh, honor to God. It is an honor and a privilege to any time that I have an opportunity, any of us have the opportunity to stand in a pulpit on a platform to share God's word with God's people. And um, I am really, really grateful and thankful that God chose me, chooses me every single time. I also want to give honor to um, Reverend Dr. Raymond Gordon, who actually is, you know, obviously the pastor of this house, but uh, 25 years ago was an incredible inspiration um, for me when I first was called to ministry. I heard him preach and it just blew my mind and I was like, man, I, I, I love this man and, um, you know, never, never, never met him, but I'm just grateful for his influence. And for all of the uh, esteemed pastors, ministers, and members of clergy, members of this church, uh, just give you honor. Um, and it's just a remarkable opportunity that we get to serve God together, no matter where we are um, and what church we serve. And, um, and on behalf of the Discover Church family, uh, Winea, Brian, Brene, um, we love you. And, um, and as we said to you publicly, excuse me, privately, we'll say to you publicly, uh, the answer is yes. Whatever you need, we hear, we got you. Um, and I, I can say, uh, you know, no one's going to get mad at my because no one's here from my church. But you're my, you're, y'all are my favorites. Y'all are our favorites. And and um, you know, you can't give that statement to to everybody. You can't say that the answer is yes. Whatever you need, you can't say that to everybody. And y'all just y'all just need to read your Bible. Jesus had favorites. He had 12 disciples, but you only heard about 3 of them. So I don't know what the other ones was doing, but I'm just saying if Jesus can have favorites, I can have favorites. So so the answer is yes and and Mr. Willie and and uh Wilton um just um man, just the way that you you men have just um led through, you know, this season. Um, it's just been incredibly encouraging, you know, for me. Uh, Mr. Willie, you, I, every, when I'm on the phone, whether I saw you in the hospital or at your house, you're either working or telling jokes. And uh, I had a joke. I had something queued up, but I said, I better not. This is not my church. I want to honor the church. I had, a, I, I had one ready for you. So 
Um, but, um, you know, but again, um, we are the Lord's servants and, you know, we just ask the Lord to spend us at his pleasure and how, again, however we can serve you, we love you and, uh, we're here for you and, um, and you're my favorite too. So, um, I just want to let you know that. Um, so I only have a few minutes, so I just wanted to share, you know, a couple of thoughts. Um, you know, it's, uh, this message, I pray that it encourages you. I pray that it challenges you um, to take your next step in your spiritual journey because whether you believe it or not, um, we are all spiritual beings. And, uh, and God has placed his spirit in us. In fact, the, uh, in Ecclesiastes, Solomon says that, uh, that eternity has been placed in our hearts. And from the time that we were born until the time that we die, that you and I will be searching for something. Sometimes we don't recognize what that something is, but I want to tell you that it is eternity. It's God, what he's placed in our heart. We're searching and trying to find what God is doing and what God wants out of our lives. And so it's interesting because I was doing some research um, because there's, there's something that's going on in our, in our times today, and you'll know this in just a moment, but in the early 1800s, there was a popular Latin phrase pronounced carpe diem, which means seize the day. And in 2011, there was a popular Canadian rapper. You might, some of you might know him. His name is Drake, and he actually modernized that phrase, seize the day, with this term, you only live once. You may have heard, he says, YOLO, you only live once. And, and the idea around this term is that since we only live once, that you and I need to live our lives to the fullest. And I'm afraid that in the times that we're living in, that this mindset has uh, escalated to a level of, of um, decision-making that we've made in our lives that have, has caused a lot of us some difficulties and some challenges because we've made some decisions in our lives. Because we only live once, we, we have disregarded some of the uh, of consequences around our decisions and how we live. And, and not everything is reckless, but some of it is just on cruise control. And so we've lived this life because we only live once. And so some of these choices that we've made has, has maybe has stagnated or prevented us from having a real authentic relationship with Jesus. It's, it's actually prevented us from living an intentional life. And, and the one thing that I will say about my, my um, the relationship or knowledge of Miss Tony, even if you look around, you ought to look to your neighbor on the left and then look to your neighbor on the left real quick. Just look to your neighbor on your left. And now look to your second choice, look to that other person there. And um, what I can say from all of you being here and from the words that have been said is that Miss Tony lived an intentional life. And, and, so, and so what I've recognized in the time that I've known her and her intentionality and what I've recognized that's happening in our lives, like we don't actually live once. We actually live twice. And how we live in this life will determine how we live in the next life. Oh, that's good preaching. I'm preaching 67% better than you responding. So um, if you don't know about me let, me, let me give you a little introduction. I'm what they call a hollaback preacher. If you holler back at me, it'll get better and shorter, okay? So you speak to me. So, so here's what I'm saying. So how we live in this life will be determined, or how we, it'll determine how we live in the next life. And, and what we fail to recognize sometimes is that we fail to recognize is that you and I have a real enemy of our soul and of our spirit, and, and while every 
everything is not catastrophic, but he is working to keep us from living intentionally, to keep us from living the life that God has planned for us. We have a real enemy, and his biggest tactic, I'm afraid, is not necessarily catastrophe, but it's distraction. It's, it's keeping us busy and keeping us focused on the wrong things. And so too many of us are caught up in this cycle of being distracted. And so what I've learned over my life is that the enemy, if he can't destroy you, he will distract you. And, and, and here's the thing. Here's what I've learned, right? In Matthew chapter 10, verse 28, because I know you're a Bible preaching church. I got some scriptures for you. But Jesus says, he says, we shouldn't be so focused on the, on the person who could just kill our body. But we should be focused on the one that can kill our body and our soul. We need to be aware. We need to make sure that we, we see the schemes and the attacks of the enemy because he's trying to get us distracted. He's trying to get us to stay busy. He's trying to get us to stay unfocused on the things that actually matter most. And I find that we fo- we focus on what we can do for people or what we can do. Some of us are focusing on what we can do to people. Maybe that's nobody here. Um, We're we're focused on trying to be famous and trying to be popular and trying to be successful. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with those things. But when we do them out of context and and out of um, and we get obsessed with those things, we lose the focus on the things that are, are most important. And there's nothing worse than being successful and hanging your ladder of success on the wrong wall. That's what somebody's here today. We focus on things that that don't matter, things that are temporal, things that we can't take with us. We focus on accumulation and success and followers and, and all of these things, and none of those things matter because what matters is what people are going to say about you when you are in the position to be here. And I'm going to tell you right now, because we're in church, ain't nobody lying on I'm just, you know, so, so we all have, here's something you may want to, you may want to write this down. Uh, We all have good intentions, but good intentions don't lead to good outcomes. I I need you to hear that good. Like, like I've got a, I'm a pastor. So I meet with a lot of people. There are a lot of people that sit in my office crying, saying it was never my intention to hurt somebody, but, but good intentions don't hurt. I mean, don't lead to good outcomes. You know what lead to good outcomes? Good practice. I'm just um, so good intentions don't create good outcomes, but good practice leads to good outcomes. And the one thing I can tell you from what I see and what I've learned and, and being around Winnea is that Mrs. Tony, her life is a result of being intentional and not just having good intentions, but having good practice. Oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it again. I'm preaching about 67 percent better than y'all responding. And so a lot of us, when we, we come to these, in, these environments and, and we, we all uh, think about heaven and, and we have the intention, like my future is in heaven, but our practices here right now say something different. And, and we need to understand that how we live on this earth will determine how we live in the new earth. How we how we how we live one like like I never understood it, and, and, and I'm you know, and I hadn't always been saved, hadn't always been in church. But the one thing I did understand is that that you know when when you do something, they have consequences, and and I never understood how you can live one way but then expect something else to happen. I'm just I'm just. 
maybe that, maybe that's just me, but 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 I, you know where they do that at? Let me know, cause I just want to join that club where you can live one way and then you can expect to to to. Ah, let me just keep going. So, so here, here's the point that I'm making is that, again, we all have a, an enemy that's trying to work against us to prevent us from living the life that God designed and, and prepared and planned for every single one of us. And if you're not sure that we have a real enemy, I just would point your attention to Genesis chapter 1, verses 1, 2, and 3. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it just says, in the beginning, God. Like, you can stop right there because everything begins and ends with God, right? So God created created the heavens and the earth. This is how we say it. These, y'all, you know how y'all, y'all say period with the T on it. Period. Every, in the beginning, God, period. He is the answer of all things and everything was created. It was good. It was perfect. It was beautiful. It was just as God wanted it to be. But watch this. But in Genesis chapter 2, something happened. The earth became formless. It was empty. It was dark. And, and it was darkness over the face of the earth, right? And so what does that mean? Is that something happened between chapter 1 and verse 2. I learned this from Pastor Gordon. He said it was the gap theory. And the gap theory means that, that the enemy decided when he was in heaven that I don't like this arrangement. And so now I want to do my own thing. And so God kicked him out of heaven. And now all of a sudden, the enemy is fighting to get your influence and get your attention. And so he's working against you in the earth. And that's why the earth, that's why we have sickness and disease. That's why we have defeat and disappointment. That's why we have pain and suffering. All of that came from the fight that took place in heaven, right? And so what am I saying here is that I'm telling you that there are some of you that are in this life, that you came here with the intention of celebrating celebrating the life of Miss Tony. But I promise you that if you give God a chance that you can leave celebrating your own life. Why, why am I saying that? Because some of you came in here today and your life is not the way that God intended it. Your life is chaotic. You've got relational issues, financial issues, health issues. And all I'm saying is that just because those things are happening right now, that is not the way that God intended for you to live. And if you would just invite God into your life, Verse 3 says, when the Spirit of God was moving, then God started speaking. And I'm just saying to you that God will speak to you if you will let him. That's all I'm saying. And he will. And so when when God started speaking, the, the earth started changing. And so if your life is chaotic, if your life is void, if there are things that are going on, if today that you can say that my life is not where God needs it to be, then I'm telling you that God will speak to you right while I'm speaking. And he, ha- he has the ability to change your life. <laughs> and so here's the scripture that I really want to lean into. Because this will help us think about intentional living. In Psalms 90, chapter Uh, Verse 12, it says, teach us to number our days that we might gain a heart of wisdom. And when I used to read this, I used to check off the days that I actually lived. But instead, I've got a question for you. How would you live if you knew your days were numbered? How would you live... If you knew your days were numbered. See, I did some some research and I recognized that the average male will live 28,226 days. Now that I know that I have 28,226 days, I've recognized that I don't have days to waste. 
on foolishness, on things that don't matter. I've got to be intentional. I'll share it with you. So I'll give you an example. I've got, I've got a son and two daughters. My son is already gone, but my daughter's a, a junior in college. So I've got 532 days left with her before she gets married, get a job. Somebody steals my baby. I've got a sophomore in high school. I've got 932 days. I'm sorry, 921 days with her before she leaves and goes to college. Things that make me upset now don't make me as upset because I know that my days are numbered. So my question for you is that if you know that your days are numbered, do you live them differently than what you would if you didn't know that? And why do we need wisdom? Because we need wisdom to live out the days that are assigned to us. And you need wisdom to live differently to live intentionally, to move with purpose, and to move with meaning because we are called to leave a legacy. But you can't do that unless you're intentional. Life is not, write this down, life is not a dress rehearsal. There's real consequences for getting it wrong. And some of us are living through the result of those consequences now. There's no way around it. We're living, some of us are living in the aftermath of some of those choices. But here's the deal. The good news is that you and I, the one thing that we're in control of is we're in control of our decisions. And so I would encourage you to make every decision count. In fact, Paul says it this way in Ephesians. He says, be very careful how we should live, not as unwise, but as wise. Why? Because we've got to make the most of every opportunity. Every single one of us has a window of opportunity to make a significant impact in our lives and in the lives of other people. So Paul is saying, like, make the most out of the opportunity that you have, because when it's over, it's over. So I need you to understand. And so for some of you, if you feel like that you've gone too far, I want to let you know that you have not gone. You have never gone too far where God can't reach you. Right. And so here's the deal. We can't change the past, but we can change our future. And our future, some of you, your first day of the rest of your life can begin today. Now, they, they call me, um, uh, I'm a next steps preacher. I'm always about your next step. I don't want to just give you information and share God's truth with you and share God's word with you without giving you some steps so that you can take your spiritual journey. Are are you with me? So I'm going to give you three things that I think that we all can do in order for us to live a legacy, to live intentionally, and have the impact that Miss Tony had on every single one of our lives. Are you ready? The first thing is that we we need to be honest with God. Here's what I mean by that. You need, you and I need to be honest with God. And actually, we need to be also honest with ourselves. Where do we stand with our relationship with God? Like only you can answer that. I can't answer that for you. But we have to make sure that we're honest with God, take an evaluation, say, you know what, God, where am I in my relationship? You know. And so here's the thing. While God created you, he never asked you to be perfect. But he always asked you to be honest. And if you're not sure how to be honest, just read the book of Psalms. It's David's person. Like, you get to peek into David's journal. You get to hear David say, like, I hope this guy get hit by a bus. Like, yeah. y'all, 
he do he does say, I hope this person get attacked by a bear. I'm just saying it's in the Bible. Like, like you don't if you never mind, let me just keep going. Like the, the, everything is in the Bible. If you don't, if you're not sure how to be honest, just just read Psalm, and you'll see all David's writings about how he feels and what he's going through and what he's in need and all of these things. Like, be honest with God and be honest with yourself. That's the first thing. Be honest with God. You have the opportunity to do that today. The second step that I think you need to do is that some of us we need to re up. I'll, I'll say this: we need to renew with God. Some of us, your contract expired. You let it expire, and now you need to get back in the game. Some of us, we're just coasting. We put it on cruise control. We're just doing all the things that we know. And guess what? Your relationship with God has now become stagnant. Some of you need to re-up and get back in the game. (laughs) I just cracked myself up. And then finally, you need to let God lead you. And some of us, we are control freaks. Can I say that? All right, sorry. Um, I, f- I thought I was home. But some of us, we, ma- we, wanna, we want a relationship with God, but we want to maintain control. And it don't work that way. I just, it's, it's, it's God is first of all, or God is not Lord at all. And I need you to understand that, that God, when you let God lead you, then he knows what, you've got to believe that he knows what's best for you. Because he created you and he has the plan for you and he desires to be in relationship with you. And all I'm saying is that you have an opportunity to be intentional with your decision today to either be honest with God, understand where you are, re-up, renew your contract with God, renew your relationship with God. And then once you do that, then just let God lead you. And I promise you that you will live a life that is beyond your comprehension. But the problem is, is that some of us, we tried it and it didn't work the way that we wanted to. And we said, all right, I'm out. No, you got to jump in with both feet. You got a cannonball in your relationship with God. You got to be, it's all or nothing. Are you hearing me? And so here's what I want to say is that if you don't hear anything else that I say today, I want to just share this thought. And it's the first steps towards intentional living is that you have to decide that you are not going to remain the same. And if we're, in order for us to make the impact in other people's lives, like Miss Tony, we've got to be intentional with the days that we have. She did it. She lived intentionally. She impacted others. She made a difference and, you know, I thought uh, Brother Wilton saw my notes because that's what I was going to say. I was like, she's leaving a legacy. And my prayer for each and every one of you is that each of us will not only leave a legacy, but we will leave the legacy that we want. And the only way that you can do that is by living intentionally. I hope you got something out of this. Amen. the Lord. Let's give the Lord another hand clap for this awesome pastor. Amen. At this time before the 
the uh, undertakers to come. I just want to challenge every heart that's in here today, and I'll be fast. I want to know, do you <laughs> be honest with yourself? Because Pastor um, Poland said the, the right words. He was saying, I, I took a couple notes, be honest with yourself and be honest with God. If you're sitting in this congregation today and you do not know our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I want you just to raise your finger. You don't have to get out your seat, come down here because the Lord's going to do the rest. Not today. This is a home going, a celebration for Deacon E. Brown and his family. But I want you to be honest with yourself. Be honest with the Lord. If God called you home right this moment, would you be in hell or would you be in heaven? Let's be honest about the thing. All you have to do, we always say in St. Matthew's, it's just like learning your ABCs. You admit that you're a sinner. You believe that God raised Jesus Christ from the grave. And you confess with your own lips that Jesus Christ is Lord. And the Bible said that easy, your journey begins with Lord Jesus Christ. Is there one? Is there one in this congregation? Raise your hand. I don't need you to come down front. This man has given you, this pastor has given you the truth today. He challenged each to heart in here. Don't leave here empty. And I know a lot of you are sitting in this congregation just like I used to be 30 years ago. I was cool, calm, and collected. And I know nothing could touch me because I was that cool. But I'm telling you now, I got some sense in this gray hair. That's why my hair turned gray. Because I have learned you cannot walk this earth without Christ in your heart. I'm telling you right now. If there's just one, raise your thumb, raise your finger. Just admit that I'm a sinner. Believe that God raised Jesus Christ from the grave. He got up on the third day with all power in his hand. And say with your mouth, confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. Is there not one? At this time, I'm going to call the uh, morticians. Thank you. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, the final disposition and interment for Thomasina Tony E. Brown will take place tomorrow morning as this day in your program at the Washington Crossing National Cemetery. The location is at 830 Highland Road in Newtown, PA. It will be prompt at 930, so we're asking that all cars and drivers will meet us there at 930 in the morning. 
following the service, the family does invite you for fellowship and repast at the St. Charles Catholic Church. The address is listed in your program. At this time, I'm going to ask for seven deaconess to come forward to serve as flower bearers and six gentlemen to meet us in the lobby of the church to serve as pallbearers. At this time, the clergy shall lead the recessional. Shall we all stand? Come on, last time I'm singing now. 